Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 76. My name is Arun Kumar, and I am the driver, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you doing, Dan? Good morning. I'm doing quite well today. That's good. Almost, almost recovered from our wonderful trip that uh, you and I both went on. It was nice. Yeah. I recovered on Saturday. I slept until eight in the morning. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't get any of that because uh, you stayed yeah. in Vegas. We <laughs> stayed in Vegas Saturday. <laughs> flew home Sunday, and then uh, went back you know, to work had Monday. To, had to entertain my parents for a little bit Oof. Sunday night, and then uh, yeah, and then went, went to work, <laughs> which was fine. You know, I'm, I was glad to take my parents to dinner and. And whatnot, it was super fun and whatnot. But yeah, <laughs> but here just, we are on Thursday. It just <laughs> didn't stop, and like, yeah. and you know, some coworkers this morning, like, Dan, are you all right? I'm like, you know what? I'm still trying to recover. Like my me with lack of sleep, and then into daylight savings time, I'm like, I need like a Saturday to like reset myself, and it's coming in a couple days. <laughs> so, yeah, I daylight savings time. I, I like the darkness. Me too. But it's I've discovered there's a time of day that I don't want there to be darkness. And that's 5 p.m. and earlier in the afternoon. Yeah. I Uh-huh. It's yeah. very depressing. Right. But we persevere through it. Well, it's going to it's, get, get worse for you and I because we'll go into work when it's dark. Then we'll leave work when it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> at least, I mean, for me, my... I... I can go outside in five steps from where I'm sitting. Oh, true. So I can not, too. Not I, maybe I should just cut a hole in the wall behind me and put it in a window. There you go. Oh yeah. If you're if you're up against the outside of the building, then uh, yeah. 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 Should do that. Okay. Anyways, the reminder. If you like what you hear on these podcasts, talking about cutting holes in walls, talking about Dan's hoodie that he's wearing today. Heck yeah. It's talking, a nice about, talking about how we're breaking our microphones. We're trying to set up for these podcasts <laughs> or the actual content that we get into where we are on a more serious note, pursuing excellence in business, fitness, and cars, trying to share in the, in the journey along the way with all of you, share the driven mindset and grow the community that subscribes to the, the core values of we are driven. If you like all that, if you like what we talk about here and you want to see others join the path, then tell them to listen to the show and then they will get on the path. Simple logic. So follow the simple logic and share the show. We appreciate it when you do. Or else. Or else we won't appreciate it. <laughs> Dan, do you have a fun fact for us today? Yeah, um... Do you know what a RAM charger is? I do know what a RAM charger is. Can you describe a RAM charger for me? It's it's the two-door Bronco of Dodge. Correct. From the, from the 70s and 80s. Correct, yes. That is what the RAM charger was. That is not what it's going to be in <laughs> about two years. Oh, boy. So RAM is getting ready to release the Don't new tell me. RAM charger. And they pulled the Ford with this one, and it is yeah. 100% an electric <sighs> truck. But theirs is a little <laughs> bit different. And to be honest with you, this is kind of where I saw 
the real EV truck going. Um, so what it is, what it is, it's going to be a 3.6 liter V6, but that motor does not propel the truck. It powers the batteries that power the electric motors for this truck. It's going to make like 600 ish horsepower, apparently. Um, Jeez, okay. yeah and, and the reason why they're doing it this way is because it extends the, the life of the battery in the range mm. which is kind of where i saw evs going in the first place with with like heavy trucks um you know i've been following a semi truck maker and they were they were doing that they essentially their motor was powering a generator which is how trains work if you didn't know that um and I think it's a cool idea um, how it works emissions wise and efficiency. I, I don't know. Um, I'll be kind of curious to see how that one plays out, but it's 2025. They're slating that to release. So should be a really interesting truck. I think so. It's funny that they're still advertising it as fully electric. Right. Yeah. It, it, Cause it's, it's not, it's a high, it's a hybrid technically, I guess. But kind this of. technology came out with the Volt in right. 2011. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Yeah, like, big big, big flop in 2011, yeah. Well, yeah, they sold some Volts along the way, especially out here. There are well, some the, really the, diehard Volt people. The country was not ready for the Volt in 2011. <laughs> That's fair. It, it would be today, though. Yeah, and it just, you know, sure, call it fully electric, but it's not. It's no, a lie. You're, no, you're lying when you say that. <laughs> right. I just, I don't understand, like, if that's what they're doing, why does the motor have to be so big if it's not right. propelling the truck? I, I don't quite understand that. Maybe there's some things that they're still working out that they haven't said. But, yeah, a 3.6 um, liter V6. Yeah. Not, I, I'm is it turbo? Really, <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's going to be what? the new turbo. Like, all of their 3.6s are turbos now. So. Okay, I, I'm I'm curious. I I'm watching it closely. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if Chrysler went bankrupt by then. But you know, they're always on the verge. Well, you know yeah. they 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 don't have anything in the actual Chrysler lineup other than the Pacifica. They've gotten rid of their Charger, Challenger, and their Hemi platforms. So, but I. A normal, like, actual car guy is not going to get into their brand. There's they nothing right. that I would buy. Right. At, ever. <sighs> so, we'll, we'll see where they go. With them backing out of SEMA and uh, CES, just feel like that company is cash-strapped. So, we'll see if they even make it to the Ram that's Charger. That's fair. That's fair. Well, that's why they're... Whatever. I don't need to. Yeah, it's it's weird. That's developing news. We'll we'll see where that goes in a year. Developing news. It's a new segment. We need my opinion with them. But all right. Shall we go on to the auction appraisal segment? We sure can. Actually, actually, we're not going to quite yet because first, because first, I want to look up some history on the Ram Charger. Oh, okay. All right. So the last. Ram Charger to sell on an auction platform was a 1987 4x4 four speed Ram Charger sold on November 5th 71,000 miles 
cool looking thing. It even huh. I like the fact it it has a split tailgate. It does, yeah, which is cool. Yep. This one's on Mickey Thompson's. Ooh, I Ooh. like those wheels actually. They're Mickey Thompson wheels, not Mickey. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> Gold paint with tan vinyl interior, five point nine liter V eight. Kind of squatted, which I'm not a fan of, but can't win them all, I guess. No. So, you know, as you're doing some history, I'm looking at the future. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, your phone is your key to this truck. Well, okay. So I drove the Tesla Model 3 to work today. Oh, and that's how that is too, huh? Yeah, but I did that because the tire pressure had been set too low, and now that it is getting cold... The ah. TPMS light came on, so we aired up the tires at the shop this morning. But I tried to get in it after we aired up the tires so that I could drive it around the block and get the TPMS to reset and get the light to go off. And I went for the door handle and it didn't open. And sometimes that happens where, you know, the phone doesn't always connect via Bluetooth to the car properly. Yeah, mine almost every day. Do you mean your audio Bluetooth or the key? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the audio. But I can okay. imagine with the key. Yeah, so imagine all that finicky Bluetooth situation you have with your audio and then apply it to your car keys. <laughs> so that's where we're at. And I tried to get in, couldn't get in. It happens sometimes. So then what you do have to do is unlock, pull your phone out of your pocket, unlock it, go to the Tesla app, open the Tesla app, and then it usually works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to push the unlock button in the app. But all that didn't work either because I hit the Tesla app and it told me to log in. And I haven't had to do that since we got the car. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I had to remember my password, remember which email I used, get into the app, and then the car unlocked itself. And my tech, meanwhile, is working on a brake job right in front of me and he hears it unlock and he just turns around and shakes his head because <laughs> I had been standing there for like 45 seconds trying to get into the damn car. <laughs> well, welcome to 2023, everybody. The future. Almost 2024. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so this 1987 Ram Charger sold for $18,750 and it's I worth feeling, every penny. <laughs> I have a feeling in a year those are going to skyrocket. Yeah, that's true. I just have a feeling. Yeah. Well, okay, so so kind of sticking with the theme a little bit, but not really. We're talking a bit about a mix between the future and the past, although this is one that never went away. Okay. Can you guess what it is? It never went away? It's a domestic car. Well, that would be a Mustang. It but is a Mustang. Yeah, I was going to say, it's gonna, <laughs> let me guess, it's the uh, 2005 Windvale Blue one. It's not. Oh, okay. All right. You got me. This is from the future. Oh, 2020 red with black stripes GT500. It's a 2024. Oh, the dark horse. Dark horse. Yeah. I, was say, I, I, lo- I looked at five of them this morning, <laughs> so I know I know all of them that you're looking at. Uh, it's currently listed for 50 grand, I think. 50 I'm grand. Yeah. But so I remember it, how far I scrolled. A, here. a day left in the auction, 50 grand. And you couldn't have done the 67 fastback five speed. What you, I mean, this on one's now. more interesting. I, but okay, so 389 <laughs> miles on the clock. It's a manual LSD. So it's not unlocked yet. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this the seller didn't realize that you had to unlock it. Well, yeah, yeah, you have to drive like 2,000 miles before it unlocks. Right. 
uh, Magna Ride, Sync 4, B&O Stereo. Works. It's got the dark matter gray. It it looks really nice. The seats are it's got Recaro buckets. Electronic drift brake. Standard on all door course models. I don't need one of those to drift those. 4G Wi-Fi hotspot. Do you need that for drifting? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I okay. do. I got to get my Wi-Fi tires going. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know about those. <laughs> um, Not much else to say about this, actually. It's just a... With a day to go. Does this thing even have any bids? Well, yes, because no. it's at 50 grand. It has no, one, it one bid to 50 grand. <laughs> I was going to say, so opened at 50. Yeah, somebody threw down 50. So what do you Man, think? That's, that's tough because what's the sticker on this thing? 72. 72. God, so expensive. Buy a GT500, people. How much is a sticker on that? Um, I mean, they were going for... 80 to 150 grand depending on Marcus but like the red one that was out there was going for 80 there was an, another one going for 77 hmm. so you, you're getting more car in my opinion but yeah uh and you'll know, hold value longer than a 5 liter um wow uh I'm going to guess I think that this dude is going to take a fat hit on this <laughs> <laughs> Like a fat hit. I don't. And you're I don't not know talking about a blunt. It, yeah, not a blunt. <laughs> like he's, he's gonna get smoked by a loss on this car for buying it. Probably over seventy two. Uh, I don't think it goes for more than sixty. I just don't. I'm probably gonna eat my my shoe on this one, but goes for a hundred. You think it goes for a hundred? No, no, no. <laughs> Just it's like, what are you on drugs? Like, uh, are you the one smoking reefer over there? I'm not. I'm not on drugs. <laughs> yeah, Mom, I, if I, you listen to this, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I honestly think I bet sixty. I, I don't even think that they're worth sixty, in my opinion. I think it's a fifty thousand dollar car all day long, but Ford says otherwise. But you know, hmm, who am I? There. So there was a... Was there a sale for one? There was a sale for one. Just looking at the history here. What did it go for? 80. It went for 80? Yeah. That one looks like it had a bit more going for it. Different wheels, lower. Let's check out this listing. Different calipers. Different color. Had the automatic. Oh, 34 miles on it. 34 miles. This one is better built. When did it sell, though? October 31st, last week. Last week, okay. I wonder how... F- when did that bid come in? Oh, so there's 25 bids on it. Huh. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You are, you're at 60. And just I, rem- just remember, I'm gonna hold sixty. They all I, came in late. So just remember that after last week, I took the lead in our. That's fine. Our I'm going under on this. I just all don't right. think. So let's uh, let's talk about last week's bids. So last week you gave me a Jaguar XKE. Sure did. 
my guess was a hundred grand and it went for 92 and it was still way and remember this one it was the bid was super low there was no time left yeah it was really I was like, weird yeah 100 grand i'm gonna go for it yeah it was I'm a weird I one yeah um okay and then you had the evora that had gotten in an accident <laughs> yeah what did that end up going for so you guessed 25 it went for 35 500 oh yeah and that is why i am now ahead <laughs> yeah i just i thought that was too high because it, it was so low for for super long yeah. yeah i think you can't you can't base guesses on that was a current tough one. activity Bo- both of our cars were tough like yeah but that's what? why I'm I've tried to go with longer dated auctions so that we're not we're we're playing a bit less into the sure into the time frame. But anyways, what'd you give me? I'm curious. Um, you know, I think that this one you'll love. Um I'm not excited. For some I reason, didn't, I I went with the short a short time on this one, so it's got a couple hours to go. Uh, it's a 1990, so not an 80s car for once. <laughs> uh, Nissan 300ZX twin turbo five speed, and okay. this thing looks factory. 11k miles shown, <laughs> and I mean wow. factory. Yeah, it's it's a wow car. Hmm. Yeah, I went short on this one, but it's because I like this thing. I would not pay the current bid of three thirty grand. I'd rather buy a clapped out one and redo it. But <laughs> <laughs> this thing is minty fresh. It is minty fresh. It is it? super minty fresh. Hmm. But yeah, hmm. current bid thirty k. It's black, silver wheels. Uh, I, this thing looks like it rolled off the Nissan's factory line. It's pretty so, wild. You know what's funny is I actually know of a car like this that is super low mile, one owner, 300ZX. That was owned by my grandparents and neighbor. Okay. And it I don't think it was a five-speed, but it was a twin turbo. I bought a lot of model cars off of that guy when I was a kid. Huh. For some reason, one in July of 2022 sold for 135 grand. Well, click on the listing and tell us about it. But uh, so I'll put in. I'm going to say 35 for for this one. 35. There, I mean, there's nothing special about it, other than it's got 22,000 miles shown. Are you sure? I I don't. Is no, it owned why? by a famous person? It might have been. I don't know. I can't tell <laughs> <laughs> without just diving into it. But yeah, and then uh, there was, you know, there's a few that sold for 40 plus this year. Another another black one. Saint, is this a the same one? <laughs> oh, it's 33. Yeah, this one's the same one. There's an IMSA car. Oh no, no, no! It, it was thirty-three. 100. It was thirty-three. Same, literally same as that car. Thirty-three thousand miles sold for forty-one uh, last week. Where's this two hundred K one? Middle of twenty twenty-two, you said. 
hundred it's hundred and thirty five. Seven twenty five, twenty twenty two. But seven twenty five. Uh, huh. Yeah, you know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So these things are going up in value. But you have a short time. I don't I don't know if uh it'll get to that kind of money. Everybody in the comments on this one. <laughs> Everybody in the comments on this one is like, this is fraud. This is a hundred percent fraud, because there's no way. <laughs> That's what Maybe they're saying. I, yeah. Because, yeah, there's nothing special about it, but all the comments are like, this is insurance fraud of some sort. They're trying to total this car out and get a huge payout on it or something. But then there's another thing that says wire received. So, I don't know. Really? Now Now I'm curious... Huh. If anybody out there, any of our listeners knows about this 22,000 mile 300ZX that sold on July 25th, 2022, please let us know yeah. what the hell happened with it. <laughs> They're saying fraud on it? Huh. What do they expect? Like they get in an accident or stolen on the on the way? Or I don't know. Huh. Yeah, it was two bidders going back and forth. Wow, two bidders. <laughs> two bidders going back and forth from like 60 grand. <laughs> Interesting. Onwards. Weird. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to shut up. Uh, let's <laughs> let's um let's move on. <laughs> Wait, which one was this? Was this the one I gave you or the Yeah, yeah. Or, no, no, yeah. no, no, the one you showed, the one you talked about from July of last year. Oh, the one from July. Okay. The $135,000 one. That makes more sense. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm looking through this. I'm like, I don't see it on this current one. That no, no, sense. no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Fraud. Fraud. And we, we always used to talk about when the accounting firm, if we found fraud... Mm-hmm. Everybody would get all excited. It's like, oh, he found fraud. And turns out somebody just made a mistake. Call the FBI. <laughs> Most of the time, like every time that I found mistakes in people's accounting, it was not fraud. It was, yeah. It was not stolen money. It was just misrecorded money. That's that's my story. It's not very ah, exciting, I know. Yeah. Numbers. Stuff. Criminals. Let's talk about let's talk about numbers. Yeah, I know. Don't put me to sleep, please. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about different kind of. I mean, we just talked about numbers for the last ten minutes or more here. Seventeen minutes since we started talking about auctions. Sorry, listeners. Jeez, seventeen <laughs> minutes of just that. What are we doing? <laughs> Having a great time. That's Having a doing. great time. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We both love cars, and we can get fascinated about cars, and. One of the things that I have come to really appreciate about cars recently or more recently, I should say, is lore 
Okay. What, what you know about lore, Dan? Some some lore, huh? Yeah. So this car that we've just finished talking about, this random 1994 300ZX twin turbo five speed that went for $135,000 on Bring a Trailer, set a record just completely out of left field. No other car has done that since. No other car has come close. The only other 300Z platform cars that have come close to that are IMSA race cars. Yeah, right. <laughs> so why did this random car go for that much money? Right. And you look through the comments on the auction and everybody's just saying somebody's trying to commit insurance fraud. It seems kind of sketchy that this guy went out and doubled his bid from... I didn't even actually see it in the bidding history, but something like 25 to 50 grand independently, like without Maybe it's some dude that just like hit the Powerball and it's like, I want this car specifically. But there's two people who thought that way. Hey, you know what? Suckers are born every day. <laughs> they just want to overspend enough 300. Yeah. So that's okay, but that still goes above and beyond what anybody's ever seen before. Yeah. Or since. Mm-hmm. It probably won't for quite some time. Yeah. So the lore, now we're sitting here, two random dudes <laughs> like, sitting here. What's the story? Just trying to figure out what happened on this car. And that, to me, is really cool. Yeah. And what what they didn't tell you, it spits out diamonds from the tailpipe. And how do you know that? Did the did the previous owner tell you in a bar? Uh, yeah, in a someone dark just corner uh, in Nebraska just sent it to me via telepathy. Oh, well, that's not <laughs> that's a little too much lore. <laughs> that's too heavy on the lore. <laughs> yeah, no, I met met some dude in Vegas. We're sitting at a bar, and you know, it's he like, slipped dude, you a napkin. Let me tell you about this three hundred that that, that I sold said, last year. <laughs> on on the top of the napkin, it said. 1994 300ZX, and then you <laughs> flip to the inner layer of the napkin, and it says $135,000. Yes. You flip to the back, and it says, buy me a drink, and I'll tell you more. <laughs> <laughs> what a pickup line. That's how lore starts. The client sinker. <laughs> uh, well... I don't have a way to transition from that onto our topic for today. Well, what are we talking about today, Rune? What, what's the real so, topic? <laughs> imagine if that person sitting at the bar in Vegas was dressed really, really well. Oh, man. You'd probably be a little bit uh, believable. You'd be like, this person seems to know what they're talking about. And I trust them more because of how they are dressed. Yeah. Would Especially you potentially... if he had a Nissan shirt on. Oh, like a branded nice shirt, you know. I'm disappointed now. Like a like a polo shirt. Yeah, or you know, they have branded buttons. Tucked into too. some dockers. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so two weeks ago, before our special episode that you would have heard last week, where we were in person at the SEMA show together, we were talking about smiling on the phone to sell, mm-hmm. and Dan concluded that podcast by saying. The next thing that we need to talk about is smile on the sales floor, smile on the showroom floor, whatever, whatever it was. And so I remembered that and I took it and, and kind of ran with it a little bit on the topic of attire and on the topic of appearance. And so today we are talking about the concept of dress to impress because appearance goes a very long way in our interactions with people on a day-to-day basis as far as making a first impression 
and developing trust with others. So I want to get it into your head that it is important for you to pay attention to how you look when you leave the house every day. Because I think the majority of people these days don't think about that. <laughs> no, and it definitely definitely depends on the industry too. Like so, like, like if you go into a car dealership, they're going to be dressed fairly nice because they have to be. Well, so I but would like a normal disagree. office job, maybe not. So I'll disagree with the car dealership. Okay, I think Tell you me why. can Cause... dress nice, but not okay. everybody does. See, and all, there's the, a, all the ones here, they dress nice. But there's a difference between just putting clothes on that are kind of deemed nice versus actually dressing nice. Okay, so I'm trying to mean, compute what you just said to me. What I mean by that is if your suit, you can wear a suit, but sure. is it wrinkled? You can oh, put a, yeah, you can uh, put a yeah. tie on, but is it tied correctly? Uh, okay, all right, I'm following now. <laughs> yeah, you can put on dress shoes, but are they shined? Yeah. And yeah, that's where people seem to miss the mark. Because yeah, there there's uniform standards, there's dress standards, there's apparel, codes of conduct. There's all different sort of rules that people are bound to for at least putting on a, some level of standard when they leave the house. But in general, and I've fallen into this trap a bunch as well, which is you get up in the morning and you go and put on exactly the same thing as you did yesterday. Maybe it's the clean, the next one down on the closet and it's clean, but it's just the same thing. You put it on, you don't even look in the mirror and you leave the house and you look like shit and you're not fully awake you roll into work and then you're like, oh man, I didn't even button my top button or my fly's undone or my hair's not combed <laughs> or whatever. And those are the kind of people I want to eliminate with this podcast. Oh man. So here are the scenarios in life where it's important to dress to impress. All of them. So why do I say all situations? Well, I could probably spin it so that any situation is valuable or more valuable when you dress to impress. But so I want to talk about a few specific scenarios. Sales, as Dan alluded to a couple of weeks ago, dating and relationships, your family, your work, your professional work, even if you're not in sales, the gym, and your home life. All of these, it's important to dress to impress. Now, I see, by contrast to this, a lot of people walking around in the world in sweatpants. Way too many, especially the group of kids underneath you and I. The Gen Z people? Yeah, whatever generation they are. They just don't put real clothes on. Yeah. All right. Or barely any at all. Or barely any clothes at all. <laughs> yeah. We're going, it's November right now, so I'm not seeing very much of that around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is one problem. And then another problem is taking pride in your appearance. So 
there's one PC that just says, I just want to be comfortable. I don't care what anybody thinks. Then there's another PC that should say, no, I, I care. And it, it doesn't have to do with comfort, but it has to do with me taking pride in myself and showing up in a way that conveys professionalism and quality, trustworthiness, importance, and value. Isn't that what you would really like to convey? Not, oh yeah, here's another slob, basically. Yeah. So take pride in your appearance. And the way you do that isn't wear a suit every day. That's not what I'm telling you to do. You could. You could, but you'd have to do it in a way that demonstrates that you're actually taking it seriously and in today's society although i will later talk about the fact that what today's society (laughs) thinks doesn't matter (laughs) i will say this that you wearing a suit in today's society doesn't make you look good it makes you look like you're trying too hard yeah it doesn't really make you any oh this may sound bad uh I don't think it makes you any more of a professional if you wear a suit every day. Like, you can get away with a little less and still look nice in today's standards. But, well, and I, so living in California, nobody wears a suit over here. Yeah. So there's that. And and there's that point, too, is like regionally, it's much different. Now, if if you're working on Wall Street, you might be in New York. Yeah. But that's different. It's, at least like in our industry, uh, yeah, you're you're probably trying too hard. Right. But if you go to Apex, <laughs> there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, a- Apex, that's a whole nother game. You know, that's, you know, a bunch of software guys. The Apex show? Yeah. And the automotive innovative. aftermarket Apex show? Yeah. Isn't it like a bunch of software and innovative new stuff? No, it's like brake rotors. Well, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. <laughs> I thought it was more of like a software side of it. No, 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 no. But I've also never walked through <laughs> Apex, so I've never had a reason to. No, I saw it's it's fuel pumps and really vacuum lines and so what are they just over there because it's cheaper? Are they just over where? In on the Apex side, is it just cheaper for them to exhibit there than seeing? No, it's replacement parts instead of enthusiast parts. Oh, oh, okay, I'm following. Uh, you're getting a good education right now. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I don't go to Apex. I thought yeah, it was like this... consulting and no. So you know how SEMA is all SEMA is one trade show, tra- yeah. trade association that ho- puts on a trade show. Right. Apex is four or five different trade associations putting on a trade show, and it's uh, okay. MEMA, which is the manufacturers. Yep. Alliance or association or whatever it's called. So MEMA, there's AWDA, which is the distributors. And then ASA, which is automotive service. Yep. And I think there's one more that I'm not thinking of right now. Yeah. So this is actually like repair shop stuff. Yeah. This is everybody Uh, else. This Uh, is, I mean. The the non-fun stuff that I'm not a part of, so I don't see it. Got it. Yes. Got but it. I am a part of it. But yeah, you see, see it, it, so you should go over there. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm over there on, on behalf of Schwartz Advisors. Well, maybe so. someday I'll have a reason to go over there. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But anyways, yeah, di- different breed of cats over there too. <laughs> there's a lot of people over there wearing suits, not taking pride in their appearance. Put it that way. Wearing suits, not taking pride. Yes. Okay. Tell me but why they're, they're they're throwing on a disheveled, cheap suit because they have to. Okay. So and then of course they're probably pulling it out of their suitcase and not ironing it and. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because they only wear a suit once a year. Yeah, although some of these people are from parts of the country where suits are still worn more. And yeah. maybe they were in it to church every Sunday or something like that. I mean, I only wear a suit maybe two, three times a year. Yeah. But I am very anal about it when I do it. <laughs> like, I do not like wrinkles and yeah, well, no, you no hairs on it, nothing. Like, Yeah, you you take pride in the fact that you're taking an, an event particularly seriously and you want to wear, right. you want to look your best at it. Yeah, 100% I do. All right, so let's. I got some other, got some other bullet points here that I want to cover on dress to impress because it, we're we're kind of splitting hairs here about suits and talking about different trade associations and trade shows and how they how we end up in the industry with them. But what I really want to cover is, you know, what does it look like for the average person going through their lives. So here are the things that I want you to think about when you're now going to go out into the world and dress to impress. High quality clothes mean you will spend less money on clothes. Any go thoughts? into depth on that. What? Why? Why is that? Because you can wear them over and over and over again and they don't wear out. Oh, yeah. So it's not like, uh, you know, you're buying a $20 t-shirt. t-shirt from, from we your are favorite racing vendor and it's like ripping apart after 10 washes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I mean, honestly, that is some of the old We Are Driven shirts were exactly that. Uh, I mean, I think my original I got from you and maybe even some of the newer ones are like fading, but I wear them often. Yes, but they're also, so when I think about that, I really like wearing my own shirts for the first time they're being worn. Yeah. After that, they get misshapen. They get a little stretched out. They get faded. So what you're saying is don't... you have all those boxes of shirt and you just throw away after one wear. Well, so my, my point I'm, is... I'm, I'm just poking some fun, by the way. <laughs> no, but my point is, is after the first wear, they don't feel the same. No, so they, they now, do not. Now we use a more durable <laughs> shirt that it doesn't have the same initial fit and finish feel. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's this perfect fit, but it's not a perfect fit once. Right. It's a perfect fit in perpetuity for a long time. And so rather than needing to buy a new shirt every couple of months, you can wear the shirt for two years and it still appear the same way. Not that whole I'm time. getting close to some of those weird driven shirts. Getting yeah. close. But that, I mean, but that's that why is, I wait forever to wash them any sort of hoodie. It's right. like, as soon as you wash one, it's over. It's They're not the ruined. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so that's why you invest in higher quality clothes. Cause they are more durable. Yeah. And then they last longer. So that's number one. Number two is fashion norms and 
the latest thing is not worth your time. Just don't even bother. I don't care what the latest shoes are or the latest dress you're supposed to wear is or the latest brand of button-down shirt you're supposed to wear. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, like, the new thing for dudes fashion where they're wearing, like, capri dress pants is the best way I could describe it, where, like, their ankle, like, the... It stops like at their ankles, and then they're wearing slip-on dress shoes. Like that's the style with right no now. With no socks. Yeah, with no yeah. socks, and it like it drives me fucking bonkers. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? If well, so for the first four people that did that, they were following what we're saying. Yeah, but everybody who's done it after that is just trying to copy to look a certain the, way. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I want you to avoid. Because if you go out and do that just because somebody else did it and you think you need to fit in to do it that way, you're doing it wrong. If you just say, yeah, I like that. And then you go buy it and you wear it and you're like, yeah, I don't care what you think. I don't care what Dan thinks. I'm wearing me some Hawaiian automotive t-shirts now. Just with Corvettes all over them. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. Go live your best life. Yeah, right. (laughs) But that's the point is go like, it doesn't matter what other people think if you like the way you look and if you take pride in it. And you know how, where I had to overcome this was the very large, it's like a 46 millimeter custom G-Shock watch that I got. Okay. That is, it has a gold bezel and a gold face and it's black. Okay. All right. And and I got that thing early last year, 2022, and it's in a lot of the really early we are driven photo shoots. You can see this gigantic gold watch on my wrist. I'm going to have to go look. And and at the time, that was literally the only time I wore it was in the photo shoots. Otherwise, I didn't want people seeing me with that thing on, but I liked it. And I bought it because I liked it. You weren't <laughs> confident in your own purchase. No. And I was worried that people were going to make comments about it and all that. And then I just realized, no, like I bought this thing. I want to wear it. I think it looks dope. It's not the AP or Rolex that I will have eventually, but it is what I want right now. Yeah. And I'm going to rock the shit out of this. And so I did. And it took me about a year to come around. And start wearing it regularly. And now I wear it regularly. And I love it. Yeah, I wish I could wear my watch more. Why don't you? I I like it. And I have no problems with other people's opinions. Uh, and it's just, it's me. I'm not a jewelry person. And I try, I try to love it as much as I can. And I wore it every day while we were in Vegas. But I'm just not, like, it. Just, like even my wedding ring doesn't feel comfortable on me. Like I just well, I'm that's not why you tried guy. to lose it in your engine bay, <laughs> dude. I about lost it last night working on a car. Ooh. And it's like I don't know. It, I try and like I love my watch. It was it's a fantastic wedding gift from my wife, and I just I don't like the weight on my arms. I just don't. I love it. Do more curls, dude. It's not even it's not even that. I just, <laughs> just don't like. It's uncomfortable for me. Don't know so, why. So you, so you're not liking it outweighs your liking it. Say that again. The the 
experience you have where in which you dislike it, meaning you feel the weight. You yeah, feel like you're yeah, burdened like, down by extra uh, yeah, accessories. I, I don't know. Like, I, I like the look, and I could care less what other people think, but it's just the way it feels on my arm. I just don't. Not for me. So you need like a ultra lightweight watch, something like that. Which is what I ended up doing with my ring. I went from tungsten to titanium, and it it fits better. <laughs> fits a I lot have, better. My my wedding band is literally from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I probably should have went that route, but I yeah I don't know I I've I've tried my wife tries to get gets me to wear uh these like rock crystal bracelet things and I try every now and then just for her and I'm like yep I don't like it like <laughs> like yeah it's not I, for me I think so here is one element of this is is the only way in which you find things that you like that just might be pushing the boundaries a little bit and might have other people's comments and might not be the current trend. The only way you find those kind of things is by looking for them. Right. And then trying them out. And you have to do that in order to determine if you're going to like something or not. And so when I was brought on to this custom Casio watchmaker on Instagram, it took me still another four months of watching him post all the time to decide, okay, I actually really like that one. I want that watch. Right. And I messaged him and said, make me this. <laughs> right. And he did. And it's awesome. I mean, that's better than the trend I want to try for next summer. Capri dress pants and no socks. Oh, no, 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 no. Way worse. <laughs> Ultra short shorts. Cowboy boot Crocs. And thanks for listening to this week's <laughs> We Are Driven podcast. <laughs> I saw a TikTok on him. I'm like, that would go over so well at the lake. This, I'm, this I'm doing is it. So off the rails, this podcast. <laughs> but hey, we're, we're talking about fashion, but you know, <laughs> cowboy boot Crocs. Anyway, I feel like Crocs is another thing that people are wearing that shouldn't exist because it's just <laughs> it's just not you're you can't be taking pride in your appearance wearing crocs no they're they've got uses i don't own a pair but they have uses i had an employee that used to wear crocs to work and this was back when i didn't say anything about those kind of things and he would cruise he had a, he had you know they have that folding heel strap on them you can fold it up over yeah, onto yeah. the front yeah, so it's, he had it's the he, difference between uh, two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Comfort mode and sport mode yeah. is what he said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I have stupid. a question for you, but we'll ask that later. That way we're, we get back on topic here. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm curious. What are you All right. To? Toe shoes versus Crocs. Toe shoes. I, I don't know what their purpose is, but apparently they have one. I, I know a guy that's all he wears ever. That's gross. Yeah, like ever. Like he even works at the racetrack. He wears toe shoes. So he's walking around all day? Yeah. Is that part of the purpose of them? I I, I have no idea. Okay. Other so than just, I think they're strange. I agree. But I think they're more <laughs> functional than Crocs. <laughs> yeah, probably. Crocs are for like the beach. Maybe he just feels more one with the earth with Actually, those shoes. Crocs are for the swamp. That's why they're called. Yeah, the swamp, swamp yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So they can go back to the swamps. 
We'll be here on land doing normal <laughs> shit with normal shoes on. <laughs> you can go go away. <laughs> so, okay. There's two points to that comment on screw fashion norms, do what you want to do, but you in order to do what you want to do, you got to try things and look out for things that you might actually want to do that may or may not be fashion trends. So there's two points to that. Number one, own your own individuality because it means that you are taking pride in your appearance. If you're doing things that aren't just to fit in and be part of a community, then you are doing things that you think matter. And when you're doing things that you think matter, that innately means you're taking pride in yourself. Yeah, it shows shows your confidence. Right. The second thing is that I don't want you to just follow along with others for the sake of following along with others. Don't be the sheep. Don't be the sheep. <laughs> yeah. And it means that you end up spending money and wasting money that you shouldn't be spending. It means you're just doing things for the approval of others and it's a waste of your time and energy. So don't do it. Okay. The next couple of points here, I want to I want to get through these with as much emphasis as possible. So the first one, which honestly, I don't have very much experience on this yet, but I believe in it. Brands are important when you can afford the ones that actually make an impression. Yeah, I don't. Michael Kors. Yeah, I don't have any sort of experience with this at all. Yeah, so. Nor do I really care to, but maybe someday I will. Well, that's sort of the point. Yeah. Is there are very, very few brands out there in the in the consumer goods world that carry enough of a reputation for it to matter. Yeah. And I would say those things are like Rolls-Royce. Like Rolls-Royce to say you drive a Rolls-Royce. I'm not talking about Ferrari or Lamborghini or Bentley or Aston Martin or any of those. Everybody talks about Rolls-Royce as this company that is so good that you don't see their brand anywhere. Would you agree with that? Dude, I can't tell you the last time I've seen a Rolls in person. Yeah. Like, but they yeah, are still they are still the name in luxury cars. A hundred percent. There's nothing that can compare to it. Mm. Not really. No. There's there's competitors. Yeah, like Maybach, but Maybach, Bentley, Bentley, yeah, but Bentley is not. I not even Genesis. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a GV80 or a Cullinan? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but okay. So I have I have shopped for Rolls Royces at a dealership, not with my own money. But <laughs> it was very interesting to go in there and sit in one and say, oh, I get it. Just how much detail yeah. is in the engineering and in the customer experience. It is incredible, mm-hmm. those cars. I get it. But if you, if you have the same experience to say, oh, I drive a Land Rover or anything like that, it's like, uh, some people wouldn't agree that they're that good. And maybe same could be said for Rolls Royce. But the point is, is it 
it takes a really, really, really high caliber, I think, to matter when it comes to brands. And until you reach that point, don't bother. Yeah. You really have to be in that target audience for it. Actually, you know what the best example I have for this is? Andrew Tate. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about? I think I know where you're going. <laughs> he he bought a Bugatti so he could network with billionaires. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the only yeah. reason he yes, bought a Bugatti. Yes, he did. I wonder what's up with that dude these days. He's driving his Bugatti around because he now is a billionaire. I, I know. <laughs> I think he's still on house arrest last time I checked. I don't oh, know. You might be right. Yeah. He's still dealing with the Romanian authorities. But yes, you're right. He is He is that guy. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Until then, don't worry about brand. Do what you like. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two that I want to put a lot of emphasis into is that dress to impress is a saying that refers to your clothes. But what we are really trying to get across to you today is that this isn't just about clothes. This is about your overall appearance. This is about your face. It's about your hair. It's about your knees. This is about (laughs) every part of you and how you approach your body, your physical presence. And if you are letting any of your standards slip across the spectrum of your physical presence, then it shows. So whether you're just not doing what you should be doing with your hair or you're not dressing properly or you're overweight or all your clothes are stained or you're wearing toe shoes (laughs) with your suit getting out of a Rolls Royce. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be interesting. But you don't see that, do you? (laughs) Says something. Yeah, no. The point being, take care of yourself in all areas when you show up, when you leave the house every day. Take care of yourself. Take pride in how you look. Because at the end of the day, here is what you're conveying. If you take pride in your appearance, you have self-respect. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, Yeah. Like, if you take pride in your appearance, you want to convey to others that you are a respectable person. And yeah, I mean, it, it, like all of those points, if you're nailing all of them, it's, you're also showing that you're not a lazy sack of shit either. Like, you know, you're, you're a slob and you're huge or, you know, your clothes are dirty or they're wrinkled, you know, that just shows that you're not committed to life. Ooh, I like that. If you want to be committed to life, put real clothes on. Yeah. But I mean, so, so then, so then like if, if that's a, if you're talking to a, a, a prospective partner or a customer or whatever, whomever, you know, of, of importance, why would that person want to do business with somebody that doesn't look like they have motivation to take care of themselves? Very, very well said. Very well said. And I would add that, when you take care of yourself, you are exhibiting a level of standards for yourself that can, what's the word, expand into other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So you 
take pride when you're getting ready to leave the house in the morning. You will take pride in that first activity that you do out, out of the house. You got to make a bunch of sales calls. You will do a better job of making those sales calls. That extends on to so many other areas. Look good, feel good, right? Look good, feel good, act good, create good results, earn a better life, create more value in the world, <laughs> yep. and hold yourself to that higher standard. That's how we get better as a society. And we'll talk more about this because I'm getting more into this topic right now. If you haven't, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like I can't go out in public wearing sweatpants. Can't do it. Right. And and my wife doesn't understand that. And, and she's like, "You're just going to the fast food drive-through, you know, to pick up something quick for dinner." And it's like, yeah, but I can't. I, I can't do it. Like I like what happens if my car breaks on the side of the road? Like I don't want to be in sweatpants. <laughs> like I just I'm not going to the grocery store wearing sweats. But what do you what do you get into the fast food restaurant? I don't know. I just threw out an example. That's a dangerous one. On it is topic. a dangerous one. But yeah, on not, this topic. We don't really eat fast food all that often anymore. So Yeah. But grocery store, that is one yeah. that that is common. Yeah. I'm just like, nope, sorry. Put mm. non jeans or, sh- or some shorts. And uh, yeah, Saturdays and Sundays are when the most of this comes out. Also. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes, because you know what, babe? I'm going to run into somebody I know. <laughs> and I do every time. Hmm. Popular guy over there in Omaha. No, I just saw my friends live by me. So, <laughs> like, last <laughs> I went to the grocery store, I literally saw my financial advisor. <laughs> so we shop together. So, That's so that so he tell you me, what to buy, so that you say no. Money. He was giving me tips <laughs> on on some on uh, like spending and whatnot. And, yeah, you know, don't spend over ten percent of your income and, and this and that. And because uh, look, now that my grocery shopping trip is uh, now a write off since I was conducting business, and I'm like, fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. So I think we've we've hit this point home hard enough. Go look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you really dressing to impress? Are you really showing up the way that you should be showing up, the way that you know that you can to the highest possible standards and to your highest potential so that you can continue to pursue excellence in business, fitness, and cars? Anything else, Dan? No, no. I think we, uh, I think we really hammered on dress nice, <laughs> dress nice, everybody. Well, and dress nice for the occasion too. Like you know, be cognizant that of whatever you're doing. You don't want to be the only guy in the room wearing a full blown tuxedo. Right, right. All right. So with that, Dan, where can people reach you? To- I am Dan Larue on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, Dan underscore LaRue on Instagram and D LaRue on TikTok. So if you want to get more involved in the We Are Driven community so that you can learn more about all the different ways in which you can express yourself with your appearance, with your business pursuits, with your fitness pursuits, with your automotive goals, if you want to achieve every goal you've ever wanted to set, then we got you. You can join the Driven Network. We have a 
section that's just dedicated to a 4 a.m. motivational message from me in a Discord channel. We have book recommendations, podcast recommendations, and then we have a separate section that is on a selection basis, and you have to apply to join the Exclusive Driven Network, which is a tight-knit community of people all over the country who are dedicated to achieving excellence in business, fitness, and cars and helping each other get there. And in doing that, we are continuing to build that community and empower each other to achieve everything that we've ever wanted to achieve. And we have a framework in which you do that and a support system that holds you accountable to living up to your highest potential. And if you want to join that, you can talk to Dan via his Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Or you can reach out to me at Arun D. Kumar on Instagram. And with that, this has been Arun and Dan. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, stay driven. <laughs>